0: Just press play on the Yes Girl Live podcast. I am your spiritual life coach and ultimate hype girl, Christina Garcia, delivering messages that entangle human experience and divine energetics of life in impactful conversations. Sometimes you'll catch me writing solo here, just talking to you, jiving with you, getting real with you. About my own personal experiences and different things that are coming up for me and my life. And other times, I'm so honored to be joined with the presence of other goddesses here to fill you up with empowerment, joy, love, and just pure badassiness. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word, but you know what? I don't care because it sounds good and we go on with it. (laughs) Um, I believe in collaboration over competition. So a lot of the times, whether I'm on my podcast or on social media, I'm all about promoting. So if you happen to come across my content or you're listening to me here for the first time, Thank you so freaking, freaking much. I, from the bottom of my heart, am honored to be in your presence for you to press play and spend time with me here. And so with that being said, if this is the first time you are interacting with me, I'm just over the moon, over the moon. I believe in synchronicities. I believe you are here for a purpose. And there is a nugget here for you to take away from today, no matter what that is there is something here for you, otherwise the divine universe would have never prompted you to press play or find my specific podcast if it wasn't for that. So trust it, trust it. (laughs) So today's episode I want to talk about saying yes to saying no. So as you know, Yes Girl is the brand, Yes Girl came about from a show, or not a show, from a, a event that I threw back in nine, 2019 at Bellwether Coffee House here in Denver is my first women empowerment networking event that I spoke at and it was on International Women's Day shout out to Bellwether out here in Colorado I was so moved by the amount of women that showed up And Yes Girl came about because my speech was talking about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and conquering fear. My tagline was, Can I get a Yes Girl? And the crowd would go crazy when I'd say that. And they'd be like, Yes Girl. So after that, I was known as the Yes Girl. People don't know my name, but they remember my speech. And that's all that matters because that's what we're here for is impact. So when I gave birth to this brand, I had no idea that Yes Girl was going to be a part of that. And a lot of the times it's about us saying yes to ourselves, yes to opportunities, yes to living your best freaking life, but it's also creating boundaries, saying yes to boundaries, saying yes to saying no. And so today's episode is super personal. It's something I really like to do on here and definitely not afraid to be vulnerable so i hope you are here for it it's about something i've struggled with all my life saying a sun scorpio moon sagittarius and a rising in cancer so water sign is deep i like to go deep i'm philosophical and there is a mystical intuitive part of me that really beyond the bullshit except for my own (laughs) i get in the way of my own freaking bs so when i'm in my feels i'm in my feels and when i'm in a relationship i'm the type of lover who loathes being in any kind of quarrel with my boo thing okay aka partner, boyfriend twin flame whatever you call your lover these days And when he's super upset or I feel a shift in his energy, oh my goodness, your girl gets hit with it real hard. Now, Brene Brown, God love her. I'm saying it here right now and claiming that one day I am going to have her on the show and I'm going to get to really dive deep with her. So mark my words, I'm claiming it. Anyways, her quote um, is, One of her quotes is compassionate people ask for what they need. They say no when they need to, and they say yes when they mean it. They are compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. So I bring this up because she also gives an example in conjunction with that quote of I value blank, so I get to blank, and I will honor it by blank. So for example, I value my energy and my clarity, so I get to dedicate daily time for self-care, and I will honor that by clocking out 15 minutes during the day to honor myself in uninterrupted time of breathing and being present in the art of doing nothing. Or I value honesty, so I get to embrace the power of vulnerability, and I will honor it by using opportunities to speak my mind with grace and just like that i promote the human experience to allow yourself to be messy this comes with practice the universe reveals patterns over and over to you until you have mastered it and the point is to bring it all together right so i have really struggled with creating boundaries in my life and feeling the disappointment that i create with others and in others if I'm not meeting an expectation that I feel like I have to meet. And growing up, like I said, I was grounded a whole bunch. And it's like I went above and beyond to seek the approval of my stepfather and wanting him to see me as someone that was responsible, as someone that was smart. Because another thing he used to tell me And I know he doesn't mean ill will by this statement in any way, but he used to say things like um, you're book smart, but not street smart. And those are the kind of things that have stuck with me. And so to please him to uh, in order for me to feel valued, to feel important, was an underlying narrative that I took on with me for a long time. And I never really realized until literally, I was 35, that this was actually a narrative that has royally fucked me up. <laughs> because then what happens is you create this narrative in your subconscious, and you act in a way that confirms it, and you do it so much that it then becomes a behavior, and then you associate it with who you are. And the subconscious is so freaking powerful. And it's something that we really get into in the Yes Girl Thrive coaching program. Uh, And so we like to dive deep into what it is in our subconscious and why it's so strong. You know, our mind only operates off of 4% of our consciousness and 96% off of our subconscious. So even when you are unaware consciously of what is running in the background, it's like, you know, it's like when you have multiple windows open and you're looking at whatever's in your current window, but yet all those things in the background are actually boggling down the ability of your service to run faster. It's the same way with our subconscious. You know, you may have a thought in the forefront, but there are um, a lot of different programs running in the background that are actually slowing down or influencing what you are perceiving in the conscious mind. And I only talk about that because it wasn't until I started building awareness around my need to people please and rely on others to validate me, that I started to really see the need for boundaries. And hence why this episode is titled, Saying Yes to Saying No. Because how many of us, especially women, I feel like this is probably much more prevalent in women, at least women that I uh, work with and myself, uh, that we come across it's like we, whether, you know, whether it's to be the homemaker, whether it's you're an older child, and this is really prevalent in older children, actually, which I am one of seven. So Older children have to meet this expectation. It's the first time parents, you know, have them. They have this idea of what it's like to be parents. They Have this idea of what they have a life set out for their firstborn. And then you have siblings, and you have to be the example for the siblings. And it's like, oh, if you don't, if you don't show them how it's done, then it's all going to ride on you. And if they mess up, it's your fault. I remember this one time. I was, I want to say, I was like eight. And my brother and I were riding bikes in this ditch behind our home. And there was this huge dirt hill. It was a big empty lot. And I remember my dad telling me, my biological dad telling me, okay, you're responsible for AJ. If anything happens to him, it's going to be on you. I remember him saying that. And of course, self-fulfilling prophecy. In my mind, I'm like, ah, shit, man. Like, okay, and I'm just like fearful, right? It's already building this amount of fear of like, oh my God, if we do anything wrong, it's going to be my fault. Sure enough, we were going down this hill, <laughs> this dirt hill behind the home. And my brother eats shit and scuffs himself up. Bloody, bloody mess. So we go in and I just knew it. I just knew. It. And I was, and I grew up in the days where uh, Filipinos call it polo. So if you don't know or familiar with that, it's spanking. It's basically getting your ass beat. (laughs) And so I just knew, I just knew us going in. And my poor brother, he was like trying so hard to be like, it was my fault, like it wasn't my sister's fault. So sweet, the kindest soul on this planet. But, you know, he was trying to not or soften the blow because he also knew what was coming for me. And I remember getting... Be. I remember my dad telling me, you know, like lay down, pick your weapon of choice, you know, and it was always between like a belt, the hand, and a vacuum stick. And my mom, oh my gosh, my mom had this spoon and she like decorated it in a puffy paint and it was called the spoon. So it's like she'll hang that in the kitchen as a reminder. <laughs> and granted, my mom is like the softest soul, right? But you know, growing up is different. Like our parents only know what they know based on what and how they were raised. So anyways, at the time I remember getting beat for my brother hurting himself because I wasn't paying good enough attention or I wasn't keeping him safe. And that was one of the earlier times that I remember people pleasing and, you know, needing to meet an expectation that was kind of unfair for my parents to put on me and not that I'm blaming them I don't blame anybody in my past for however I turned out or whatever actions and reactions I've created now uh, but that that was one of the first times another time I'll share with you was my my mom when she divorced my biological dad was really bent on me calling my stepdad dad and I just knew in my heart I didn't want to do that I was just like I have a dad like I don't I don't need another dad I have a dad I don't want to call him dad but I remember having this like gut pitting feeling of disappointing her and how much it freaking meant to her if I would just call him dad And I thought to myself, okay, what's the big deal? I'll just call him dad. And so I did shortly after that. I remember it was like Father's Day or something that I remembered that I told my mom, you know what? I think for Father's Day, I am going to call him dad. And I remember the amount of happiness that I just felt from her. And even though I felt like I was betraying my biological dad, I felt this sense of validation And that sense of validation was like everything to me because it mattered so much to me to see my mom happy. And till this day, you know, it's like unlearning, (laughs) unlearning that like you don't have to seek validation in that way. That true validation actually comes when you validate yourself. And you're really sure of yourself. But, you know, that happens over time. I mean, I'm 35 years going on 36 in November. Whoop, whoop, and I feel like I'm, I'm like a fine wine, baby. Like, it just gets better with time. And though it's hard to do the work, it's hard to create those boundaries. Because let me tell you, even in this past year, even in the past six months, I've had to let go of a very um, important relationship to me all because I'm trying to respect the boundaries of where I'm at and what type of healthy um, patterns I want to create in my life. And it sucks, man. (laughs) Undoing things that you are used to based on those narratives, like I said, that, you know, I need validation outside of myself to know my worth, um, which comes down to I am worthy, I'm not worthy, right? It's that contradiction, and the thing is, we're nothing far apart from, from being perfect imperfectly perfect. But all these different experiences that we've had in our life just solidify these narratives that we've made up, that we've told ourselves, that other people have told us that are backed by the experiences that we have and the feelings that we get from them. And so for me, boundaries is a big deal. And what I've found is creating boundaries is so healthy and it only comes when you know yourself, when you know what depletes you, when you know what lifts you up, when you know what you value and what you don't value. Because if anything is outside of those values that you hold as a person, as a human, when you know those things, it's easy to understand where you get to say no, where you get to create space for you. And, you know, s- slowly, I'm understanding that I get to create space for me and knowing when my energy is depleted and knowing when our relationship doesn't serve me. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I am nowhere near perfect, okay? I, I'm literally still figuring this out as we speak, but I identify it so well. I understand the concept of it so well that I feel so called to share these moments with you. And so let that be like a message for you too that you don't have to be like a freaking guru to be able to help somebody to be able to lead and support somebody. And that that's just what it comes down to. You know, it's like, you really just have to be five, two, one step ahead of someone else who wants to be where you're at. And you just never know when you offer your support, how far that might take that person. And I, I've seen it time and time again with my clients, with my friends, with my family i'm just I'm just all about doing whatever I can do to create impact and leave a lasting transformation in someone's life. And so boundaries is one of the things that we get to have. And I'm excited that you allowed me the space to share that with you. So let's talk about how you know when you need to create a boundary. One of the ways is intuitively, right? Intuitively, for me, I feel it in my gut. Some people feel it in their chest. Some people get headaches, sweaty palms, shaky, right? Intu- intuition speaks to you in so many different ways. For me, it's in my gut, and it's when something's not aligned with my values or that feels off, it's really an invitation for you to check in and think, whoa, 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 is this serving me? Is this in alignment with my vibration, with my um, values? And if not, then it requires a reassessment to think, okay, why doesn't this align with me? Why does this not match my values? And is it causing harm to myself or someone outside of me? So I thought about indicators that you might need in a relationship to set a boundary. And some of the ones that I thought of were if they often trigger old traumas and they don't respect your space in order to, uh, reflect on them or they continue to push those buttons. Right. Um, another one is they derail you from your emotional healing process. So like, let's say you want to go to therapy or you want to hire a coach and they say, Oh, that's stupid. Like you don't need a coach, right? That's like derailing your emotional healing process. Or when you tell them like, you know, I just need space. Like give me space for like 15 minutes and then I'll come back. Although as I've learned in therapy myself, 15 minutes is not out of time. You need at least an hour after you've had an argument with a partner to really allow yourself to calm down. The sympathetic nervous system and the, uh, system and the parasympathic nervous system need at least an hour to calm down from whether heightened state and whatever hormones that you've released. It literally takes an hour. So note that for yourself. Believe me, it's really hard for me for someone who is... Um, a predominantly anxious attachment style, which we can get to in another episode. If you really want to know about that, I would love to dive into each style because it's something that I heavily cover not only in my own life, but also in the Yes Girl Thrive coaching program. So let me know in the comments or DM me and um, I'll get one going for you. Okay, so another indicator that you may need to set a boundary is if they attack you psychologically. So if they say really degrading things, like you're stupid, you don't know anything, you know, you're so unworth my time, this is so something that you would do, like, you know, just like totally breaking you down, right? Um, Another type is if they use emotional manipulation, like oh my gosh, if you leave me, I'll kill myself, which is super extreme. I'm sorry. I don't know why my soul (laughs) went there, but that was really morbid. Or, um, if you leave me, I don't know how I can live, you know, just making it very, um, like giving you ultimatums, you know, and manipulating you to stay out of emotional tug and war, tug and pull, um another one is if they drain you energetically like this is huge for me y'all you can walk into a room and you can automatically feel a energy shift right even more so if you have a partner who carries negative energy you feel it i don't care what anybody says you feel it and over time it breaks you down Uh, In my current relationship, oh man, we've evolved so much and I'm so grateful for it. But there used to be time he would be so upset. He'd get really upset. And when he would get like that, I would just beg him to stay, 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 Um, alert codependency. And instead of allowing him to have A boundary right of cooling off of letting it dissipate and then reconvening in conversation later I would egg it on and I would want him to stay in my home even when he was really upset he'd want to leave and I wouldn't let him and what ended up happening is even though he would stay in my home I would still feel so icky inside like it would just tear me apart And what I've learned now is, you know what, like when you get like that, please go home. I would rather you have space or take your time out or go sit in the car or go for a walk or whatever you need to do to get that energy out of my house because I am not having any of it. And it's gotten to a point where we both respect it. Uh, it's not always that easy, (laughs) let me just be real, okay? I talk about this from a standpoint of not being in the heat of it, right? Because it's always different when you're in the actual heat of it. But I'd like to say that over the span of our time together, it has definitely gotten more respected and I am able to notice that if it has really gotten to a breaking point, that I'm okay to be like, I'm okay with you to go home. And though it feels so, uh, it just rips me apart inside knowing that he's going to leave and things are unresolved. I know that in the morning, we'll come back together and we'll talk about it when emotions are down and I'll do whatever I need to do, whether that's take a bath, cuddle in my son's bed. Like, I don't know. Whatever I need to do in order to fill myself up in the meantime but that energetic draining is a big one so when you feel really drained around your partner that is a big indication that you get to reassess your current situation why it's draining you and then think of a game plan of what you get to do in order to not allow yourself to get there or when you get there have enough courage for yourself to say, you know what, this is not serving me. It makes me feel uneasy. And I get to create a boundary around this right now. And if your partner is somewhat involved or respects you, or is also in the work themselves, nine times out of the 10, that is usually respected. At least that's what I feel like in my relationship, right? I can't speak for everybody, but. So I really hope that some of these tips about boundaries and sharing my experience has supported you. Let me know in the comments or DM me about what troubles you've had in the past with boundaries or what you continue to have trouble with in your boundaries now, or if you're a freaking boss at it, I wanna to know too, cause you probably have some tips for me that I could take. Uh, and I just am, am such an advocate of being in the work of transformation and becoming a leader of your own life, as well as in the life of others. Cause here's the thing, when you take the lead of your own life, ah, you're just unstoppable, you're unstoppable. And no one can hold anything against you when you are 100% responsible for every little thing that you co-create in your life. And I say co-create because we are co-creators of this beautiful divine universe. And it is, again, entangling the experience of the human life and understanding how it Works with the divine in order to really step up to your highest purpose. So, before I go today, I want to leave you with a mantra uh, that I channeled for you guys from my team. And the mantra is I'm not responsible for how people respond to my boundaries, I'm responsible for setting and honoring my own boundaries. If a relationship ends because of boundaries I have set, that is simply protection from the universe telling me what is actually meant for me. And what is meant for me will never miss me. What is meant for me will never miss me. Mm. Let that sink in. Ah, It feels so good. It feels so good oh it feels so good (laughs) so i hope again this supported you let me know if there's other topics you want me to cover and i really look forward to our next time together and my new drop line for this season is be great and vibe high, baby vibe high you can find me on Instagram at lifecoach underscore yesgirlthrive. You can find me on Twitter at yesgirlthrive and TikTok at LifeCoach YesGirl Thrive. So such a pleasure to spend this time for you, with you and as I try. Have a beautiful day. Till next time, can I get a yes girl?